My phone rang, startling me out of my contemplation. Hello? Where are you? My best friend hissed. I rolled my eyes. Be there in five, I told her, and then hung up. I hung up because the light turned green, and I made a promise to myself the day that I'd brought Tallulah home from the hospital, and we were nearly killed by a texting teenager, that I would never pick up the phone while I was driving ever again. And it was a good thing I did, or I might have missed the stupidity that happened directly in front of me. My foot eased off the brake, and my SUV started to inch forward. The motorcycle next to me revved his engine and started forward as well. And I was just about to press my foot to the gas when a large white maintenance van shot through the intersection, missing the biker by only a few inches, and zoomed on like nothing had happened as if he hadn't just nearly run over a freaking person. The biker, sometime in between then and now, had slid sideways and was perpendicular to my car, staring at the road where the van had disappeared so intently that it made me quite nervous. I just about decided to get out and ask him if he was okay, and yes, I realize how extrovert, like that would have been for me, when he turned and stared at me. The only thing I could see were his eyes, a blue so beautiful that they were piercing. They were shocking, and pairing those eyes with a man on a motorcycle was just wrong. Why? Because I had a weakness for bad boys and a child to prove it. The thing that was even worse was following those chilling eyes all the way to the school. Right into my school, where the only people that came into said school were other nursing students and teachers. He parked in the teacher parking lot, and I breathed a sigh of relief, thankful that I wouldn't have to park and walk in with him since teachers had their own private entrance. Pulling into a spot next to the familiar white car belonging to my best friend, who was in the front seat down in the largest latte that our tiny town had to offer, and shutting off my car. I got out the same time Hadley did. I think he pulled in behind Dr. Tommy. I blinked. What? I asked. Who is that? She started to snicker as she straightened her black scrub top. I looked down at my top and fingered the fourth star that I'd just sewn on this morning. Three semesters down, one more to go. I could do it. I could do it. Maybe if I kept chanting that to myself, then eventually it would be true. The tests weren't the problem, though they were tough. No, my problem all boiled down to the hospital itself. That's Dr. Bones. I froze, then turned, went to my tiptoes, and gasped. The moment I could see him getting off his motorcycle, I finally registered the scrub pants. Dr. Tamira Connie Vove, a.k.a. Dr. Tommy, a.k.a. Dr. Bones, who was dubbed that by the ghosts of nursing students passed for his lady boner-inducing powers, was the hot doctor who taught our critical care classes. And this was also the semester that we spent the most of our time in the ER, my worst nightmare. I also saw him nearly get hit at the stoplight just down the road. I would have had to perform mouth-to-mouth -mouth with him. 
I chuckled to hide the nervousness at seeing that man in a classroom and what that was doing to me. I think you mean on him, not with him. I chuckled under my breath. Sure, that's what I meant. She rolled her eyes and hefted her backpack, and I followed suit. You have something cheesy looking on your shirt. I looked down, holding out my scrub top where she'd pointed to examine it, and laughed. Tallulah was having eggs and cheese when I left, I explained. I guess I'm lucky it's not vomit. Hadley snorted. Hey, did you apply for the internship? Hadley asked suddenly. Yes, I muttered. Of course I had. My mother would have killed me if I hadn't. My mother was director of nursing, and she would have had a coronary had I not applied. Apparently, it was a good way to get a leg up on other hires, or whatever. I didn't really.